Stowe. It was like they went to JCPenney and like took awkward photos in the booth and then that was like that's what they got printed off. Yeah, they did not look good. They looked like a combination of... Um, Eight-year-old Hampton, people who go to the Hamptons? Yeah, but like just... <laughs> it, th- this might be over the line, but just like that's the most non-sexual picture. Like you look like brother and sister. You, oh, Or you just so look like icky. you can never have sex if no, you take that photo gross. shoot together, you know? Oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> no, no, no. It's totally. Like, look at the Argyle vests. Ugh, God. It's yeah. just too... It's icky. Yes. I don't like it. <laughs> She's not a fan. Okay. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. And if you're here joining us, you likely love romantic comedies, which is amazing news. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have... When, when we, we first, first met. met. And before we jump in, if you're listening to us on Spotify right now, make sure you follow us. Uh, if it's on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave a review. We love to read those. And as well, if you ever want to reach out to us literally about anything, movie suggestions, comments, maybe we made a mistake in an episode and you want to talk about it, at uh, Romcom Rewind on Instagram and TikTok, we got a message from Samantha. She said, I recently came across your podcast and I am obsessed, all caps. My husband and I have been re-watching the rom-coms and listening to your podcast episodes as they come out. It's become sort of a date night thing for us, so thank you. We look forward to all of your new episodes. I know this isn't much of a rom-com, but if you ever run out, maybe you can do one of my favorites, uh, Safe Haven. She says, thank you again for the great date nights we've been having. Thank you so much. We almost have a weep warning. <laughs> what, like a minute into this You've podcast. You've brought Devin to Jesus. tears. Um, thank you so <laughs> thank much. Thank you. For and, uh, and like we said, if you ever want to reach out about anything, please do. When We First Met is a 2018 Netflix romantic comedy starring Adam Devine, who uh, plays a guy named Noah. So the story is back in 2014 at a Halloween party. Our guy Noah meets this girl, Avery played by Alexandra D'Addario. I always mess up her last name. Noah immediately kind of falls madly in love. They have this great night at the party and then at this bar and then back at uh, her apartment. They spend a little bit of time in a photo booth as well, which is important. But when we snap ahead four years in time to the present day, we're at Avery's engagement party. But she is engaged to another man. We learn that through some cosmic fate that on November 1st of 2014, the very next day of that Halloween party, Avery met this really amazing guy named Ethan, played by Robbie Amell. And as we lurch back to present day, we learn that Avery ended up falling for Ethan that very next day, and it's kind of been haunting Noah ever since. And he <laughs> agonizes over this so much. The one that got away. The one that got away. The one that he would. The, the one for him. He he gets hammered at the engagement party. Gets driven home by Avery's best friend Carrie, played by Shelley Hennig, and she shows up predominantly in this movie, which we'll get to. But Noah ends up going back to the bar they spent that first night at together. It's the bar that he works at, actually. He goes back to that same photo booth, and he kind of divulges all of his feelings whilst in that photo booth, getting his picture taken. And magically, somehow, he gets transported back in time to the morning of October 31st, 2014. So it's it's one of these time loop movies where Noah can now keep on replaying that night he and Avery first met. 
uh, he can go through all these scenarios trying desperately each time to change fate to make her end up with him in present day. She was the girl of my dreams. That was the moment I knew that it was love. We met three years ago. You are a league of their own, right? Are you Garth? Excellent. What is your favorite drink? Grapefruit juice with vodka and three maraschino cherries. Hey, do you want to get out of here? Yeah. It was the perfect first date. These things are so much fun. But I waited too long. And then I got hugged. Oh, this is so nice to have a good guy friend. I can't even tell you. To Ethan and Avery. I'm in love with Avery. If only I could go back and do everything differently. I could be the kind of guy she would want. Could you tell me what year it is? It's 2014. Holy shit. I just traveled back in time. And I don't want to spoil too much. Right now, it's obviously I not always going to be to that meet. simple as we laid it out. But what are your thoughts on this movie before we spoil everything? Because there is a twist. <laughs> yeah, I really like this one. You know, it's a fresh take on a rom-com. Great casting, great actors. It's fun. Not too heavy on the on the rom side of things. It's just genuinely pretty good. I think when this movie came out, you know, it it really hadn't been done before. Mm, okay. Uh, few and far between, you know. But I think now, since this movie's come out, I think they've done... I think there's one on Amazon Prime. They did one. I think there's been a few other kind of time travel, like time loop movies that have come out. Um, but I like this movie, and I always have. I think I had to convince you the first time yeah, you um, did. to watch it. And I don't know if you... I don't know if you liked it the first time. So I think this is the second time. What do you think about it? So, I mean, back to your... So uh, About Time is a very similar premise to this. Right. More ROM, though, right? More ROM, That's kind of why I was saying this is, you know, less ROM. Um, Time Traveler's wife doesn't really matter because that, that's not the same because he just randomly travels through time and right. he can't control it yeah so it's different it's not th- this is like a pure I, don't, I don't think i've seen that movie <gasps> i know i know i know i know so i really can't talk talk about it but yeah um but this one's more like a pure time loop mm-hmm. this movie was kind of up and down for me i'll be really? honest because Interesting. adam devine is fun i like him i don't love him as a lead guy i'll oh, be honest okay. mostly because i just picture him as like a young Jack Black. It's like that's all he is. And I like Jack Black. Like in the holiday, Jack Black was fine. But like, I, I don't know. But I do find time loops so fascinating. Mm. It's like the easiest way to entertain a Devin is just give me a cool <laughs> time loop premise. And watching this movie, especially for a second time, yeah, the ultimate thing I found about this movie, and I think it should be a question that must be asked of every romantic comedy by the end, I felt like it made me believe in true love. And that big twist comes, your world gets flipped a little bit. But the way the movie comes to its conclusion, mm-hmm. I just can't help but have that kind of like unyielding belief like, ah, oh, there it is. Yes, lo- love exists. True love is real. It happens, and I'm watching it right now on screen. Is that, am I being super lame right now? No, no, I like that. And that's, like, this movie makes me believe in it. So I'll be real, like, I didn't love this movie, but it checked the most important box that it needed to check, which was the ending 
made me believe in love. Okay, so like you said, they meet at a Halloween party. He does a pretty good Garth impression. He goes as um, Wayne's World's Garth. Um, I love Halloween. My birthday being very close to it. I've always had Halloween parties um, growing up. And everyone is always down to party for it. What has been your Halloween costume that you've absolutely loved? Like your fave, your fave Halloween costume. Oh man! I mean, for a guy, let let's be real. I know guys hate dressing up. I would pick the simplest costume, which was there was one year that you went as a plant and I went as a gardener. Okay, that's my favorite. Which was great because yeah. I wore what overalls and like yeah. a, a sun hat. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yes, it. yes. So I think I just went out, out to our garage. I'm like, oh, what can I put on out here? Yeah, and so that's all I did. I was a snake plant. I had like foam as my pot, and then I I made like. Um, I took hangers and stuck them in felt and then um, sewed the, sewed them around in like the shape of like a snake plant. It's amazing. And then Devin was my gardener. Tended to me. Tended to you. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely little effort on my part. I didn't care. I'm I really liked my about. costume. <laughs> that was my favorite. Is that the, that, that is the thing, right? Girls are like all out and guys are like, I still got that chicken costume from five years ago. Yeah. Maybe I'll bring that back in I th- again. I think for girls, it's they really like to do couples costumes or or not even couples costumes, but like group costumes or friends costumes or like Yeah, so they meet there and they kinda hit it off. They they hit it off. I think Noah thinks that things are going really well. He's met this girl of of his dreams and they talk all night. They're by the pool. After the the party um they like like i said they hit it off they go to where he works he wants to show her his ability to play piano which is actually like for a first date when you are when you show a talent like that You know you make me wanna shout. Keep my heels up and shout. Throw my hands up and shout. This Throw is my not Count Basie. Don't look at you say you will. That's a turn on. Oh, that's, that's a ball and ass move. Heck yeah. Especially on a first date. Like that's pretty darn cool. So if you're at a bar and there's mm-hmm. like an Adam Devine looking guy, like a, a mid twenty somethings, let's okay. say yeah. guy mm-hmm. playing the piano extremely well. Yeah. Then he comes over to your table and is like, Hey, like I saw you listening there. Can I buy you a drink? Hell yeah, I would say yes. A hundred percent. Why wouldn't you? Like, absolutely. And then to top it off, there's an old photo booth that they go into. Yes, the most important thing. Which is really cool. Like, I think photo booths are underrated. I think it's really cool. Like, we, we've we done a few at a few fa- uh, friends' weddings, and I think I still have them all. And actually, as the night progresses, if the photo booth is open, they it get gets really messy. They get stranger and stranger, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is really funny to see when you're pulling them out of your purse the next morning, and um, everyone looks cross-eyed in them because they're so <laughs> intoxicated. Just tanked, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, the photo booth in this movie is much more... Uh, it's like historic. It's I think, very cool. I think Avery's character even says they like lean in close to listen to the film develop. Oh yeah, that was actually She's really like, cool. You're hearing history right now. 
That's what she says. I I really liked that part. That was a good line, like to add to the to the movie. I don't know. I thought it was really. Neat. Oh, it was very romantic. They're it both was like so really close. Romantic. Yeah, and th- there's a few things that come up in this very first meeting, which become important moving on in the movie. Which is um, that she is dressed up as one of the characters from A League of Her Own. Yes. Right. And that she loves jazz music. And Noah's like, well, that's fantastic. I play jazz music. Awesome. <laughs> and those are important things to keep in mind. They are. Yes. On. Yes. You are so right. And I remember. Yeah. We'll talk about it further on. Because yeah. I got really excited about this. <laughs> about that. Um, and so, yeah, he gets friend zoned, essentially. Uh, they're, they're at Avery's house after the bar. And they're eating the cereal. And he goes to leave and he goes in for a kiss. He gets friend zoned. She gives him a big, gigantic hug. Awkward. Awkward. And I guess, you know, they really stay friends for the next three years. Fast forward. He is at Avery and Ethan's engagement party, has a whack load of shots, goes to the bathroom to puke. Yeah. And this is where Carrie drives him home because Avery goes into the bathroom and then sees how, how uh, sick he is and so asks Carrie, the photo- well, her best friend and taking the one taking the pictures, to bring him home. And he basically like professes his love for Avery to Carrie. And Carrie's yeah. like, what the heck is happening? Like, dude, you had an opportunity to do this so long ago. You didn't do it. But here's the thing. There's an interesting part to what he's talking about. And there's a premise of how the original story played out that kind of feels a little bit like a movie we recently did was just the concept that fate had intervened in this story. Fate, the cosmos, serendipity, whatever it might have been. Oh, yes, okay. Because he talks about the first night they met and how Avery tries to friend zone Noah. She gives him the hug, calls him her new guy friend, whatever. And I think he says, like, you know, I thought I'll have another crack at it the next day. Lo and behold, fate throws Ethan right at Avery because of what? Because Noah ate all of her cereal and she had to go to the grocery store the next day. What a coincidence. What? Well, fate, would it not be? What? How serendipitous of this. How serendipitous. I'm wondering, are there any other romantic comedies where maybe fate intervened and we didn't notice and they didn't show it on screen? I, I, we're going to have to watch them all again. We'll have to watch. Because I was thinking about <laughs> definitely maybe when Ryan Reynolds' character yes. finds the Jane Eyre book. Oh my God, absolutely. Fate, right? Yes, agreed, agreed. Um, how about okay? We think about uh, the holiday with the wind. The wind? D- don't they? D- don't they talk about the wind and In how the holiday? Yeah. Who like Jude Law talks about the wind? No, uh, Jack Black talks about the wind. Oh, it's a uh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Skip that. The wind. Oh, oh, oh! Yes, yes. The California wind. Yes. How when the wind blows, anything can happen. Oh my god. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. You. I tried so hard. (laughs) I was like, "This is going downhill." (laughs) (laughs) And I was thinking about um, Runaway Bride. How like, what if Hugh Grant never wrote that story about Julia Roberts' character? He never would have gone to that small town, and he. Not in Runaway Bride. Oh. Um. The other old guy yes. who dates yes. <laughs> Julie Roberts sometimes. Yes. <laughs> the American one, though. Richard Gere. Richard Gere. Gere. Yes, yes. Oh, my yeah. God. That's so Jesus. funny. But even like Notting Hill, if she hadn't wandered into his travel store. Yeah. Oh, my God. Every single rom-com is fate. We need to go. Yeah, we need to go through and list every moment that was 
the cosmos working in yeah, ways. Yeah, we could be here for a while. Yeah. That's a whole podcast episode to itself. Yeah. Okay, but side note, who gets plates made for their wedding with awkward photos of themselves oh, on it? That was disgusting. <laughs> that was so... It was like they went to JCPenney and like took awkward photos in the booth and then that was like that's what they got printed off. Yeah, they did not look good. They looked like a combination of... Um, Eight-year-old people who go to the Hamptons? Yeah, but like just... <laughs> it. Th this might be over the line, but just like that's the most non-sexual picture. Like you look like brother and sister. You, oh, or you just so look icky. like you can never have sex if no, you take that photo gross. shoot together, you oh. know? <laughs> yeah, okay, you no, no, I mean? no. It's totally. Like, look at the Argyle vests. Ugh, God. It's yeah. just too... It's icky. Yes. I don't like it. <laughs> She's not a fan. Okay. No. I mean, and what would you do? Like, what would you do with the plates after? That's a great question. Right? Like, do you give them as favors? Nope. I don't want a plate with somebody else's face on I don't even want a plate with my face on it. Oh, man. Imagine, like, eating... Like, I'm, I'm picturing, like, something your that's steak a little bit on difficult. It. Yeah, cutting steak, <laughs> and you're just, like, ramming a knife into your wife's face. And you're like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> do you hang it on a wall and, like, shoot like something sticky instead of darts at it you know like, like if, that could be something if anybody ever tried to convince me to put my fa face on plates they would get accidentally fall down the stairs so quickly okay well duly wow. note we will not be putting oh, devon's no, face on any horrible. type of plate <laughs> that should be our next giveaway for the, for our instagram account oh my god at romcom rewind devon and sarah place fates fa face plates <laughs> jesus we'll call them days plates so after the engagement party, he lands at the bar he works at, very drunk, and he goes to the old photo booth, like you were saying, and kind of professes his frustrations and desires to, you know, he wishes he could go back and rewrite that night. And turns out it's a magic time-traveling photo booth. Of course it is! And it brings him back to October 31st, 2014. That's right. Three years before. And... He wakes up and it kind of just fast forwards. He's in the booth and then all of a sudden he wakes up and he's in bed. Right. Wakes up, you know, kind of goes about his day and um, he goes to see his best friend at work. Hold on. First yeah, though. Okay. okay. He goes to see his best friend at work because he has realized that he has traveled back through time. Oh, How did that happen? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. He yeah, goes yeah. to a gas station yeah. and he's chatting with the attendant and he sees the newspaper and the newspaper is like October 31st. 2014 and there's kids running around and with there's Halloween kids costumes. running around and he's like it's wow Halloween is a week now and he's looking at the date and he's like this is the weirdest thing and he's talking to the attendant and he's like there's no way it's 2014 <laughs> the guy's like no it's 2014 Noah kind of resigns himself to this guy's crazy can I get a blueberry Red Bull and the guy's like there is no blueberry Red Bull there, there is, is only one, one flavor thing. of Red Bull and that's the moment he realizes that he has traveled back through time which I find it really funny that like he didn't believe the guy until yeah. he's like well Red Bull doesn't make that yet. What? Can we play a game? I'm going to give you a uh, beverage flavor, okay. and you need to guess what year you are in based on that beverage flavor, starting okay. with Pepsi Blue. Do you remember that? Oh, uh, mm, 2006? Oh, close. 02 to 04. Ooh, that okay. was a good one. Wow, okay, close. This was one of my favorites. The Coca-Cola Black Cherry Vanilla. Mm, mm, mm. That was a goodie. Uh, 2008. 2007, Sarah. Ooh, yo, you're good okay. at this. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> How about, yo, this one's a trick question, okay. though. Crystal Pepsi. I don't know if I've ever heard of this one. Okay, I'm going to do 96. So it was 93, 
And then people loved it so much, they brought it back in 2015, 2017. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. So again, pretty close. You, you were okay. close with the 96, okay. actually. That's pretty surprising. Good job. Thank you. So then as you were saying, Noah goes to his best friend, Max, to reveal yes. I traveled back in time. Yeah, traveled back in time. And, he, and I think what, what really makes realization that, yes, this is in fact 2014, is because in present day, his bestie is the CEO of this big company or whatever. That's so right. he's, he's made it big and whatever. But in 2014, he is somebody's assistant, goes and gets the sandwiches and the coffee. And so I think that as well kind of makes him realize, oh my God, I am in 2014. He like weirdly enough is there in the building and through the window, which I always, I always thought this was weird. He could hear Carrie's voice like 20 stories down <laughs> talking to a bride and groom about getting married and taking photos of them. I, I caught that and I was like, mm, they're well, not like, it's not, it's not, you can't hear them 20 stories down. Is this a bit too much of a giveaway? Perhaps that was fate. Oh, this is actually my best scene. Like this sequence of scenes is my best scene. Okay, interesting. Because what, I like this. what does Noah do now? Well, okay, so he runs down and runs out and starts yelling, Carrie, Carrie, oh my gosh, you're Carrie. And Carrie's like, who the hell are you? Not realizing that she has no idea who this person is because we're back in 2014. Yeah. Noah, catch up. They haven't met yet because they That's were supposed right. to meet that night. And Carrie was also at the Halloween party with Avery. And he's like, you're Avery's best friend. And she's like freaking out. She's like, who are you? This is really weird. Like, get away from me. So he finally realizes that he has a second shot with meeting Avery. That's right. And runs home to go and get ready to go to the Halloween party. He changes his costume, which when I saw this, I was like, no, like, I love Garth. <laughs> Garth was a good conversation starter. <laughs> that was a starter. really good conversation yes. starter and a really good costume. Like, even now when I see people, like, go as Wayne's World, I'm like, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good, good stuff. Hell yeah. I like that. Good on ya. Good on ya. Good costume. And you know why guys love going as Wayne and Garth <laughs> from Wayne's World? Because it's easy. <laughs> For Wayne, I just need, what, a black hat, a yeah. black t-shirt. That's basically it. A black it. wig. Garth, I need, like, what, uh, probably a jean jacket. And Glasses and a white, and a blonde wig. Yeah, and a blonde yeah. wig. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, so he changes the costume to be 007, because um, he doesn't think he could get her as Garth. He he needs to up his game, he feels. He bumps into her at the party, just like he did the first time. And honestly, I don't think it goes over, like, over very well throughout the night. He's really cutting her off. He's... He's being presumptuous about like, oh, oh, your what's your favorite drink? Oh, mine is this. And it's her favorite drink. And she, right. She's like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's weird. Like, three maraschino cherries. How did you know? And then he just, like, constantly interrupts her throughout the, the night to try and get her to like him more. But ends up coming off a little bit like an a-hole. Yeah, a little bit like an a-hole. My favorite part of this sequence is that we established that Carrie thinks that this random dude is a psychopath, right? Or yes. that he's a stalker. Yes. So, yeah, the the Halloween party happens. Noah's flirting with Avery while also keeping an eye on Carrie to make sure that they don't cross paths. Yeah. that There wasn't much forethought there. Yeah. And then, <laughs> unfortunately, when they're back at Avery's apartment. Yes. Who arrives? But Carrie. But Carrie. And she's like, this is the guy I've been telling you about. That's the stalker. And Avery's like, him? She's like, yeah, him. They proceed to beat the shit out you of him. You didn't guess that I was an army brat. You already knew that because you're a stalker. Stalker? I knew it. I'm not a stalker. Look at me. I'm wearing a tuxedo. Stalkers are wear like trench coats and no underwear. And and I am clearly wearing underwear. Look, they have their dicks hanging out. My dick is... Help! 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 Help
I want you to break. Stop waiting for you. I'm exactly. Half tonight. That was cosmic, right? Don't touch your asshole. Don't touch your asshole. <laughs> And that is kind of the end of his first trip back in time because yes. he immediately. So, so this is the thing you you can do time loops a bunch of different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like with about time, he basically just says, "Okay, I'll I'll redo that day over." In this one, he can basically travel back to that night they met, but then immediately he jumps forward three years and he finds out what transpired over the, those last three right. years, which is kind of an interesting twist. Mm-hmm. So then Noah realizes he's back in the present day and he goes to the engagement party. Yes. Not realizing that yeah. now the way history happened is that you met Avery and Carrie once. They thought you were a stalker. They thought you were going to murder them. So when you're showing up to Avery's home and Ethan's chatting with him like, hey, man, yeah, you're a little early. Like, are you the caterer or something? Avery recognizes him. And she's like, that's the guy from three years ago. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then they proceed to hit him over the head again with the, lo- with the plant. Ethan proceeds to try oh, and yes, fight him now. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's you. It's you. Oh, my God, he's back. No, it's a misunderstanding. That's the guy from three years ago. That's the stalker from Holly. That's the stalker. <laughs> yeah, and I think at that point, like he he realizes that it's yeah the photo booth that he needs to to do a redo again, right? And and I liked that it didn't take him so long to figure out how he goes about time traveling. Like it didn't take him the whole movie to realize that this is how he can reset it because like for example in freaky friday it basically takes the entire movie for Lindsay lohan to figure out that it's something specific she needs to do in order to switch back right isn't that so frustrating as a viewer you're like god just figure it out already right and so it was really nice for me anyway to be like oh he figured it out so early on in the movie he knows what he's got to do he does it several times but like it was satisfying you know? Because then I feel like you get to the fun easier. It's like, I just yeah. want to see him go back in time a bunch of times and screw this Same. up a lot, oh right? My God. I love when you get to see, like, multiple versions. I hate when they, they fast forward the the different plot, like, the different lots, plot lines. Yeah. And you're like, oh, but I wish I could have seen that one. Oh, what about that one? That one had a penguin in it. Cool. Yeah. Like, I wish, I, I liked that. That's what I really liked about this movie. That was the classic flaw with... Um, love, wedding, repeat. Love, wedding, repeat. Yes. I wanted more of the scenarios, right. more of the of the the timelines that we missed. That's right. Yes. Yeah, we're we're jumping around a little bit on this podcast, but but there are only a certain number of movies that kind of do this type mm-hmm. of storyline. And with Love Wedding Repeat, it was that there were eight possible scenarios for how this wedding could happen. And they only showed you three of them. So you're like, oh, what happened in all the others? And they kind of just do a quick run through of like, and this one that happens, and yeah. this one that happens, and and this is the one where they fall in love. And it's like, but well, what's that? What's all the other stuff that happened? I mean, it probably would have been a 15-hour movie. <laughs> However, I still wanted it that I way. I still wanted to see it happen. I mean, I think they did it a good they did a good job in this movie I was gonna showcasing say, the five to- six times, right? In, in this movie, we do see a little bit of variety here with his attempts. Yeah. 
Um, if you could go back and redo something, would you? That's a great question, Sarah. Not something specific. You don't have to give an example, but just in general. Like if, if you could go back and redo something, would you? I think I would only redo something if I knew it wouldn't. No, no, screw that. Okay, I, at first I was going to say, I don't want to change history. I'm happy where I am, and I am very happy where I am. <laughs> but let's be real, guys. I can go back mm. and bet on the Super Bowl and win millions of dollars, Ooh. and then my life is exponentially better. And then I can just oh, try okay. and still do all the same stuff I was going to do. So you would have the same knowledge that you have now to go back with. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to just hop back in time. Tom Brady, Buccaneers, Super Bowl. Here we go. <laughs> Win that yeah, money. Yeah, because who, who, who saw that coming, honestly? <laughs> Old man Brady. And then, yeah. Okay, okay, I like it. That's what I, I mean, I, do. I was, yeah, like, I don't think it would be anything crazy. It would probably be something, you know, if I, uh, uh, an exam I didn't do great on, but I knew if I studied more, I probably could have done better. Are you serious? <laughs> hold on, hold, <laughs> hold on, Sarah. I'm talking about winning millions of dollars <laughs> okay, okay, by going okay. back yes, in you're time. Right, you're, you're, right, like, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. That math right. quiz back in grade right. really got me. Okay, oh my God. <laughs> no, you're right. Definitely something to do with winning money, if I'm being completely honest. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> I guess I'm just a loser. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I want to win the lottery. There you go. Hey, now we're thinking. Grab some of the numbers and go back and Hell win yeah. 70 million. What are those lotto numbers for that 100 mil? Yeah. Let me know that. Okay, so the pickup lines in this movie. Noah enlists the second time around his friend, his best friend, to come with him to the Halloween party, and they dress as douchebags. <laughs> so yes. this is what this is how you pick up a girl. Something is funny off in the distance. Then you squint and then you lick your lips and then you look back at her. No. No. <laughs> Man, what's up, girl? Try that. So something's funny off in the distance, and then I squint and then I lick my lips and look at her. And you bring the attention back to me. <clears throat> it's so stupid. It's great. <laughs> 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 Are you doing a Joker impersonation? Well, this was no, this was like that was good. That was okay. Did you think that was bad? I'll do it one more time. Just follow what I do. Ready? I have <laughs> seen this type of video on TikTok as a joke. It's really funny. Um, Can I play it out to you right now? Sure. Okay. okay. So I'm I'm looking over here at the wall, which is which is the best part. The looking distance. off in the distance, yeah. but if you're just in a room, you're just looking it's at the, the wall. So yeah. you're like looking off. <laughs> you look back. <laughs> Bite your lip a little bit? Was that what yes. it is? Yeah. Mm, bite lip. Hey, girl. Something like that? <laughs> You're just laughing at me. Oh, my God. Was, this is bad, I'm assuming. Um, Like, it won't work. Okay, all right. I don't know in what world. Like, yeah. And then he kind of goes into the AAA. You got you to gotta do the AAA. Assertive, ambitious asshole. Confidence that girls like. But not, co like, Yes, they do like confidence, but not cocky or an asshole. Then he says, be a soft asshole, not a hard asshole. Right. He says, girls can't resist a guy that makes them feel bad at first. No. Okay, yeah. That's, is that true? No. I actually think it is kind of true. What are you talking about? Yeah. Women love a guy who makes them doubt themselves at first. Yeah. No. That's what he says. You don't think yes, that's Yes, that's what he says, but yeah. no. Okay. Because I would argue, you know, you, you go to a bar and you can watch some of the interactions. The assertive, ambitious asshole, that guy picks up. He no, does. No, I would rather... Uh, 
it, it's a fine line between confidence and cocky. Confidence, okay. yes, win. Cocky, no, thank you, keep going. I mean, I'm glad you're saying that because really, that's probably some toxic behavior there. Absolutely. Like, let's make them feel. Uh, let's make them feel a little bit bad about themselves, and then they'll they're gonna like us more. Yeah, no, oh, that's horrible. He and and so he goes in and tries to talk to Avery, and he is a complete and utter asshole yeah. the entire time. The advice he gave was terrible. But, but. Interestingly enough, <laughs> they end up in the pool making out, Boom. going back to her apartment, yeah, making out. Sure do. And it fast forwards, which I thought was really interesting. It fast forwards. Um, they they end up sleeping together, and it fast forwards to the next day where they where he wakes up in Avery's bed. But we're three years in the future. Three right? years in the future. So he wakes up again in the present. But it, okay, I just wanted to point this one thing out. As a side note, in Isn't It Romantic, the movie with Rebel Wilson, whenever she goes to have sex with oh, uh, the Hemsworth, Hemsworth brother, yeah, it fast forwards. Right, you when never actually see the sex, and that's kind of a funny point in that movie. Adam Devine is also in that movie. That's in right. this movie, it also fast forwards whenever he's going to have sex wow, with Avery. Oh, good catch. Yeah, and she makes the joke that it's like a typical romantic comedy that they're yeah. not going to show the sex and. Literally in another Netflix romantic comedy, they're <laughs> achieving that cliche. Yeah. <laughs> that I, that was, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is like, isn't it romantic? So fast forwards, yeah, to him waking up with terrible frosted, frosted tips. tips. Please tell me you did not have these. Did you ever have frosted tips? No, I didn't just, have frosted tips. You just I, had long black dyed hair, right? Yeah, I went the emo phase, not okay. the uh, boy band phase. Well, I'll take it. So yeah, His which one's worse? Tips. Hold on, okay. Ooh. Which one Which one is worse? The emo, black dyed, long hair, My Chemical Romance t-shirts, or um, douchey boy band frosted tips? <laughs> <laughs> They're both not great. Um, you you got to choose. I would probably. Oh. You got a you got an emo Devin or a frosted tips Devin. I feel like they each come with quite a different personality. Yeah. Um, I may pick the long hair, like the long black hair. Really? I think so. But it might have been different if you asked me ten years ago. You know, I might have chosen the frosted tips. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So you can grow old with uh, with emo Dev, but. <laughs> Frosted tips, Deb. That's just a phase. It might be. Well, thank God frosted tips were a phase. They should be. What's that TikTok joke about emo bands? Like, it wasn't a phase, Mom. It was a lifestyle. That's like what all the grown-up emos are saying now. (laughs) As we continue to listen to Taking Back Sunday. Mm, This is true. Um, Yeah, so he wakes up next to her in 2017. And really, all they do is hook up. And nothing else. They really didn't form a a lasting relationship like Noah really wanted. It ended up just kind of being a hookup every now and then. He wears leather pants and drives a terrible vehicle. Yeah. And that that's, I keep on saying this, but it's the interesting part of this movie in that he makes all these, he goes back in time. Yeah. He makes all these decisions one night, Halloween night. And then we see three years of what those decisions made. And when he was... The AAA, a sort of ambitious asshole, it meant that, yeah, he hooked up with Avery, but they just continued hooking up off and on for years. He's about to leave, and of course, um, Ethan and Carrie come in, and they're going to go jogging. And he's like, well, 
he's very self-aware now the fact that he just hooks up with Avery and that's about it and he wants to be more than that and so he goes jogging with them in leather pants this is my favorite scene like the whole jogging with the group ridiculous he wipes out um, on the picnic table because he comes up with the idea that to be more competitive and to you know look better in leather pants he's going to do this obstacle these obstacles and, and everybody else has to follow him through and then of course that like, Ethan's like oh my god what a great idea let's do this and he's like super uber fit and right. so is Carrie and so is Avery and uh Noah is not and it is just so freaking comical his inability to keep stay with them with his frosted tips running in leather pants I just can't get over it I loved that scene <laughs> oh my god it was so good but you notice that the universe constantly pulls Carrie and him together after he falls off the picnic table Avery and Ethan go, oh, you know what? Like, Carrie goes, I'll stay with him. You guys keep going on your jog. I will, I'll help him. And perhaps the universe is also pushing Avery and Ethan together at the same time, right? I agree, yeah. So Noah and Carrie end up going to have coffee. And Noah says to Carrie, lays it all out and says, I am in love with Avery. And he says that to be the guy that she wants someone to build a future with that's what Ethan can give her, give her. And so he decides to go back in time once again to be the guy that can provide the white picket fence and the family. So he goes back. They hit it off this time. And honestly, he's everything that she wants. He got a job in the corporate world. He quit the lounge playing piano uh, for a more grown up life. And they end up being together Fast forward again to 2017 and he's at home fat in a monogrammed PJ top and bottom matching PJs on a, in a mansion and is engaged to Avery with comfort weight. With comfort weight. Yeah. And this is where this is where we get to the crux of the movie. Do you think comfort weight's a real thing? Yeah, I do. That's not the crux of the movie. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We were all leading to this one Sorry. question. I was I was thinking comfort more about weights. it. I was thinking what more about thoughts? it. I was like, comfort weight. Is that a real thing? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. And that's the podcast. We've uh, discovered the truth. That to, comfort um, weight is real. Thanks for weight. listening, guys. And that's it. No, so so you're right though. So Noah now has the job that Avery wants. They got the beautiful house. He goes to work. He is the CEO, CEO. of this company. And it, he's no longer friends with his bestie. Max hates him for yeah. stabbing him in the back. But then a really important thing happens when Noah gets back home for their engagement party mm-hmm. and his stupid face is I on was gonna, those plates. I was going to say they also have stupid plates. Yeah. <laughs> and in that moment, mm-hmm. the roles are reversed where they Ethan are. Ethan is there and for him, Avery is the one that got away. And Noah kind of finds Avery in the washroom. Ethan's puking because he obviously got hammered. And what we find out is that Ethan had told Avery that he loves her. And I guess Avery said, you know, I wish things could have been different. And we don't know that right away. Noah drives Ethan home and they have that conversation. And I think Noah is kind of like he's happy that he... He got one over Ethan finally, but he's also like, I was that guy. So like he's chatting with him. And I think he realizes that Avery doesn't actually love him. Well, when Ethan says that, I told her I loved her. And Noah's like, what did she say? Yeah. Well, she said, I wish things could be different. Noah realizes that. Noah realizes, I think, what the audience has been coming to realize in that 
if you need to twist mm-hmm. fate yeah. so hard, so many ways to get this person to love you, maybe that's not who you're supposed to be with. Yeah. And then, of course, Noah goes back to the house and he chats it out with Carrie. Yeah, and asks, why doesn't Avery love me? And they have a really good talk, the two of them. She tells him that Avery cares deeply about him, but that she doesn't love him. And that, you know, he I think Noah comes to realize that Avery deserves to be happy And he tells Carrie that he's going to go back and fix everything again. So he does. This time he plays Cupid. He dresses up as Cupid as his costume. And he brings Ethan to the Halloween party. At this point, they don't know each other. They literally have never met. Nor has Noah met Avery yet. um, But gets Avery and Ethan to meet. And then he goes to chat with Carrie. And they technically also meet for the first time there. And they hit it off. They hit it off, and we discover a few things about Carrie. We we also discover a few things we about Avery. Do. We discover that it was Carrie's A League of Their Own costume. Yes, which she sewed for, yeah. For Avery mm-hmm. probably hasn't even watched that movie before. Probably not. Um, it's also Carrie who loves jazz music, and Avery just picks up jazz things through osmosis. Yep. Um, when Noah went back to their apartment, he wanted to play foosball, and he realizes that, well, that's actually Carrie's foosball table. That's not Avery's foosball table. And I think we learn that a lot of the core personality traits that uh, Noah loved of Avery was actually Carrie. So well put. And this is another favorite scene of mine, like a best scene, just because I'm watching it and I'm seeing this all come together and I'm like, oh my God, I know who Noah needs to be with. Yeah, and we're all kind of realizing that like, oh, it's Carrie. Yes, the oh whole my time. God. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I really loved it that they were, that they had more things in common than he ever thought and that they actually are the ones that they, they need to be together. Here's the problem. So he mm-hmm. realizes that, he goes to bed, he wakes up three years later and he's like psyched. Oh, hey, like I must have ended up with Carrie. Not the case, actually. No, still with Jello Shot, man. That's right. She kept on going back and forth between this this toxic relationship she had previously, which was the Jello Shot guy. So what Noah realizes, and this is so clever, he realizes that the perfect way for this all to play out is if it actually plays out the way it did the first time. Yeah, exactly the way it did the very first time. Because if he does that, then when we get back to present day... Carrie is single, they're already friends, they already have a relationship, and she's like free to be fallen in love with. So then he he goes back in time, he does it the way it was supposed to be done originally. When he comes back to present time, he meets up with Carrie at the engagement party and they kind of have a quick chat. He's joking around and... And then they get out of there. And they get out of there. And they fall in love. And it's just, like I said at the beginning, it's... Oh my god, I'm getting a little emotional. <laughs> it's a weep warning. It really is a weep warning. God <laughs> damn it. Oh. It was um this was a movie that like like I didn't see that coming the first time I watched it. Mm, yeah, me and there's neither. a there's a few other things I want to talk about in regards to that. But it kinda like it, it all comes together so nicely and they fit together so perfectly. And I think there's something to be said where like he he keeps on trying so hard to make Avery love him that isn't it a little bit of a cliche, but it's a beautiful one in this scenario that like the love of his life was right there the whole time. Just need to have a few more conversations. So lovely. Oh, my God. Oh, 
my gosh. So nice. But yeah, I love I love that the whole time it was about them. Yeah. And you didn't realize it as the viewer until the very end. You were like, oh my gosh, the whole time the universe has been pushing them together and it and you it happened, but you don't even realize that it was happening until and I love it. I loved it. And it was the 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 time he went back and he was rich and he realizes that Avery doesn't love him. Yeah. That one is is really interesting because he's having a very frank conversation with her about mm-hmm. how he's like, wow, like every time I go back in time, like I keep on having these moments with and you. And really good talks with you. Yeah. And that's how he starts to realize like, oh my God, it's you. I'm chasing Avery, but you and I keep on connecting every time I yeah. go back in time. And he didn't even realize that everything he wanted was right in front of him. Oh God. I loved it. Quick facts. Due to scheduling conflicts, Alexandra D'Addario only filmed for two weeks as she had to go shoot We Have Always Lived in the Castle in 2018. This meant that there were a lot of night shoots that went for 16 plus hours to film all the Halloween party scenes. Oh my God. The movie was entirely filmed in New Orleans. While filming, the city experienced record rainfall, posing quite a challenge to the filmmakers to capture sunny, clear days typical of spring. So probably that jogging scene. I just realized, so they shot all the Halloween scenes all at once. Yeah. So we've got Alexandra basically in that same league of her own outfit the whole time. Yes. And poor Adam Devine has has to keep on doing these changes like every other day. Yeah, five costume changes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Once Adam was cast as the lead, the producers asked him to look over the script and rewrite it to suit his comedy style. It took six years to make this into a movie. What? The movie has been described as being 500 Days of Summer meets Groundhog Day. Listen, okay, I I really enjoy this movie. 500 Days of Summer, that is on in a league of their own. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. I liked that. The oh, this is the sixth movie that Adam Devine has sung in. The writer, John Whittington, always envisioned a Tom Hanks-esque actor to portray Noah and decided on Adam Devine early on. However, when Adam booked the lead role opposite Zac Efron in Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates in 2016, John was worried that Adam would be too busy for this movie or not interested in it. Amazingly, Adam was passionate about the movie and fought hard to get it made. John gave Adam enormous credit in the development of the movie and stated that without him, the movie had a very small chance of being made. Hold on. So he sees Adam Devine as a young Tom Hanks? I think so, yeah. Wow, that's a that's a big compliment. Uh, very much so. Throughout the movie, Noah meets Avery at the Halloween party six times. He has five different Halloween costumes, goes to the piano bar four times, plays the piano three times, and goes to the photo booth three times as well. Most of the time, they stuck to the script, but occasionally the cast improvised, and Adam improvised the most out of all of the cast. Adam Devine has previously worked with Alexandra D'Addario on Workaholics in 2011. He has also worked with Robbie Amell on Modern Family in 2009. Adam and Robbie have both played love interests to Sarah Hyland's character in Modern Family. On their episode of the show, with all three of them, Adam's character was in love with the girl that Robbie's character was dating, identical to the plot of When We First Met. Wow. The song that Noah sings once he figures out that he's in 2014 and has another chance to redo his meeting with Avery is Back in Time, which features significantly in another time-traveling movie, Back to the Future. 
All the characters are meant to be in their mid-20s, but Alexandra was 30 and Adam was 32 while they were filming, making them at least five years older than their respective characters. The Blueberry Red Bull was not in the original script. Adam and Scotty Lands came up with that while they were doing rewrites. This is the second collaboration between Robbie Amell and director Ari Sandal after the movie The Duff in 2015. Robbie Amell and Shelley Hennig both had recurring roles on the MTV show Zack Stone is Gonna Be Famous, which was canceled after one season. In the credit scene, the photo of Noah and Carrie on the roller coaster also contains the director, Ari Sandal, and producer, Mary Viola, among other producers in all of the other seats. Carrie repeatedly snaps a photo while saying, candid, ultimately causing the shot to be staged. It isn't until she stops trying to manufacture those moments that she actually gets the candid shots. This is mirrored in Noah's journey. By forcing a relationship, it fails, but by allowing it to naturally develop, it endures. Noah travels back and forth in time via a photo booth. Coincidentally, Carrie, the girl he eventually ends up with, is a photographer. Oh my God, I never realized that. This marks the second time that Adam's character has gained a substantial amount of weight once engaged. The other is um, in Modern Family. Honorable mentions. I just thought of something I wanted to bring up. Okay. Before we go into honorable mentions. Sure. So Noah went back in time, what, six times? Yeah. Well, yeah. Finally ends up with the person he's supposed to be with, Mm -hmm. Carrie. Yes. Do you ever tell... Oh. The other person, okay, it, like if you go back in time a number of times, you essentially changed history, right? So that I could end up with this woman. Life is perfect. It's the way it's supposed to be. Maybe even years down the road, do you not ever tell them, like, hey, I was actually I, I time traveled once. I went back in time to make this happen. No. What? No. Why would you? Why would you do that? Because I you, think it's so cool. But would anybody believe you? Would you believe me if I told you? No. I, really? <laughs> you wouldn't believe me? Or I'd ask you to take me with you. Depends <laughs> <laughs> if the photo booth's still there, babe. <laughs> you wouldn't believe me if I told you I used to travel back in time. I mean, I would like to try. I don't know if I would, though. Me. To, to try Devin, to ma- manufacture right our, like, to make sure that we ended up together. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's super cute. It's adorable. That's really cute. Ooh. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to be told, though. I'd want to tell you is the problem. I know. I'd be too jazzed about it. Like, you know what I did? I traveled back in time. <laughs> I think you'd tell me anyway, though, and I'd have to just <laughs> go with it. <laughs> I just think it's so cool. It is pretty cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, how cool would time travel be? So is there like a moment 10 years down the road where Noah and Carrie are just hanging out, having a beer on a Saturday night, and he's like, I don't you want to know a crazy story? Oh, my gosh. And he just tells her the story. I feel like I don't know how she'd react. Well, clearly you wouldn't want to be told. I, I don't know. Yeah. I would really want to know. Okay, interesting. Oh, absolutely, I'd hmm. want to know. So if you happen to go back in time at any point, I will let you know. Keep me. Uh, keep I me think. In the loop. I think the world will also want to know. But um... well, don't don't say it on the podcast. Just <laughs> tell me. Okay, I will. <laughs> uh, anyway, honorable mentions. So for me, the twist is the honorable mention for me. I don't know if that's a cop out. Because even after watching this movie twice and then doing some research on it for this podcast and like kind of typing out my own thoughts, I noticed a few things. Oh, okay. A lot of the movie posters yeah. 
Not only do they not feature Shelley Hennig, they don't even have her name listed as one of the actors oh, sometimes. Whoa, interesting. You don't physically see her, her name's not there. I Really? Yeah. If you Wikipedia when we first met, the the poster that they have for the movie, it's it's really funny. It's a shot of Robbie Amell, yeah. it's Alexandra, it's Adam Devine, and then it looks like a, a fourth person is cut out of the frame. Okay, so so I think is, they actually did a shoot with her and just wow. cropped her out, which is crazy to think about because I think Carrie, like Shelley, was a bigger character in the movie than Alexandra was. But yeah, I thought the twist was done so successfully. I mean, you heard me start to get a little yes, bit weepy earlier yeah. on, so obviously it was powerful. But mm-hmm. I mean, with a time loop movie, it's kind of like, oh, okay, so what? Like, eventually he's gonna get it right, and he's gonna right. end up with. Alexandra Daddario. Yes, you totally think that. Right. And then they they throw it for a little twist, but it's a believable twist and it's yeah. a twist that I'm like, yeah, okay, now we got a mission. We got to we got to figure this out with Carrie. It was really pleasing the way they I did like it. I like that. Oh. My honorable mention is the photo booth because oh, without booth it, we literally couldn't have done anything. <laughs> he could not have time traveled without it. And that plus it's really cool booth. that it's like so old. Like old school. I like that. You bring up a good point, too, because there's the one time that he goes back in time where he connects Ethan with Avery. And when he realizes that he needs to go back in time to actually get with Carrie, he's like, oh, my God, where's the photo booth? His friends bought him the photo booth. Yep, as a gift. So, So what we gather, then, is that over those three years... He became such close friends with these people that he's like, guys, this photo booth is amazing. Like, it's my favorite thing on the planet. Yeah. It's the most important thing in my life to the point where they purchased it for him. Yeah. I think, I, I... like, th- there's kind of an untold story there that you, like, piece it together that there must have been a conversation where he told them that this is so important. Yeah. And I also like that um, the search for the photo booth didn't last long. Like, it didn't become a detective movie. You know, a mystery. Right. It was solved quite quickly after. Yeah. Um, I did appreciate that because I find sometimes they can drag such weird plot lines out too long. Yeah. One of which would be would have been that one. Get to the next point. Exactly. Yeah. I liked it. It was well done. What should have been? I don't have any for this movie. Well, dude, like everybody ended up with who they were supposed to end up with, except for the best friend, Max, who's in like three scenes. You know what? I can throw, he would probably end up with um, a supermodel. An Instagram model. An Instagram model. There you go. Generic Instagram model. Maybe one of the girls from Too Hot to Handle or something. Frankie. (laughs) There you go. Frankie and Max. That's the what should have been. And now rewatchability. So my rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry, 4. Storyline, 4.5. Thirst Factor, 3.5. Imagination, 4.5. Soundtrack, 4. Cheese, 3.5. For a total score out of 5, 4. I actually rated this higher than you. Stop. Yes. Really? Still, yeah. So I had uh, Chemistry, 4.5. Carrie, Noah, it's great. Storyline, 5. Loved it. Thirst Factor, give me a 3. Imagination, though, five, loved it. I'm a sucker for time loops. Soundtrack, four, cheese, three, for an overall score of 4.08. Okay. Out of five. Oh, my gosh. Which is higher than yours. 5.8. But still, yeah. 0.08. (laughs) (laughs) And this has been the Rom-Com Rewind of... When we first met, if you're listening to us on Spotify, that's awesome. Leave a review. I don't even know how reviews work on Spotify. You can probably review us, so please do. Apple Podcasts, subscribe, uh, and 
give us a review there. And as well, if you want to reach out about anything at all, Instagram, TikTok, at Rom-Com Rewind. Thanks for listening.